Welcome to another episode of Slide Between the Pages with your hosts, Beck and Amanda. This podcast is dedicated to our love of sexy, spicy, dark and gritty romance novels. Please be warned that our episodes are explicit and do contain spoilers. If you have any triggers, please check each book we recommend before you read them. Otherwise, hang on tight and enjoy the ride. Hi friends, welcome to episode four of Slide Between the Pages. Today we are joined by the brilliant Nikki Harris. Welcome, Nikki. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. <laughs> a, fe- a fellow Aussie. You guys a fellow Aussie. Keep, saying, keep saying that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now we are going to talk about the Kids of the District series today but before we get into that let's talk a little bit about Nikki now I love that your bio says that it took you three years to create a bio because (laughs) like honestly I feel like I'd be the same I think (laughs) writing about yourself is the hardest part you know right yeah things in your head that's just like because you're borderline insane but (laughs) writing about yourself that's the tricky part so yeah um you do hate owls yes um and I feel like this was a pertinent fact to include in your bio um in fact it was it was one of the first facts which I love about it um why do you hate owls yeah I mean what's the what's the story there I didn't hate them when I was younger which is strange because usually those fears kind of you know um are brought about from childhood trauma uh but no this was like I watched um I don't know if you've seen it. it's called the fourth kind has anyone seen no. it? No. It's it's a it's a film like about aliens anyway. And they <laughs> yeah, and they um people like forget them being abducted and they imagine like looking at owls at night instead. Okay. And they and it's really creepy. And yeah. it sounds creepy. Owls eyes, you know, and all of a sudden now I'm just like, they are just the vortexes to hell. Like though the way they look at you with their eyes, I'm like, nah, I'm out. And then from then on, every time I look at an owl now, I'm like, I just freak out. You think you've been abducted, don't you? You're like, have I been abducted? Am I just imagining this? I want to throw it out there. Yeah. Yep. I told you I'm borderline insane. So Ah, they are creepy. They are. That's our favorite type of personality, to be honest. Um, Especially those. What are those Australian owls? What do they call them? Are they like? I want to say they're called a frog mouth. Is that right? Like those ones. I feel like it's a tawny frog mouth. Is there a tawny frog mouth? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds right creep me out I remember like one of the zoos we went to um only a few months ago and they had them just sitting like out in you know because they're tame and they just ugh, I don't know it's everything about them no you'd been abducted you know that right percent. <laughs> okay well now we all know anybody that's listening if you if you are seeing owls now you it's know the reason for it outside your window randomly like, just 100 percent. you've been abducted and mm. there's no there's no other possible explanation so mm-hmm. that makes sense now there is mm-hmm. That is, that's the sensible, you know, like place to be. It's like, they're, clearly there's not an owl out there, you know. Uh, yeah. One plus one equals abduction. And that abduction. makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the more you think about an owl, really, I mean, they're the perfect <laughs> predator, right? They've got these, have you seen under the fur, like under the fur of the legs? They're like really long, like abnormally <laughs> long legs. And I feel like I'm going to Google this. 
they fly. They don't need long legs. Okay, I'm done. I definitely need they to look at these because I don't think I've paid enough attention to ours to know all of these now things. Now I will, though, 100%. Yeah, I will. I will, 100%. I'll be like, where are these long-ass legs here <laughs> dangling like down? is going to be part of my brand or something. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, oh, she's the owl chick. She's the owl chick. The owl chick. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'll just make that my logo. People will be like, that's Nikki Harris. Yeah, yeah. that's Nikki Harris. So she she hates ours. Done. Um, I also love the fact that you are like, by the way, my husband's name is Ed. And like that is literally all. Like that's what his parents called him. It's not Eddie, it's not Edward, it's just Ed. Just Ed, yes. <laughs> but then his last name is Napoleon. So I can see like, probably why they did it then. They're like, look, you, you're going to struggle The last name is, is enough. Yeah. Let's just yeah. stick with the and short one. Middle names. So it's like Ed and then Nelson needs Napoleon. So it's like, okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, fair enough. They were yeah. like, we need to simplify this. I mean, this. he's already having to fill in enough of those little circle dots when he's doing a test. Like he doesn't need a long first name as well. It you was know. really nice, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, they were being syllables. thoughtful. But that yeah. being thoughtful there. Yeah. Yes. Now you are definitely, as I was saying before, like our favorite personality is the borderline crazy one, as we also live in that world. Um, so <laughs> we have we we're very embedded. <laughs> we are embedded into that world 100 percent maybe probably because we've all been abducted by the owl aliens. Probably. So that's where we're at. Um, but, you know, in your bio, you do say that you are a contradiction and that contradictory yep. people are your jam. And, you know, honestly, yep. same because, I mean, otherwise things get boring. Super boring. Yeah. You need yep. to have the multi-facets of everything. You know what I mean? And otherwise you also get like, you get kind of over people. You'd be like, oh, I've known you for a few years now and you're kind of... You yeah, know, they're another like, side. Can we see something wild? We can see <laughs> friends. Then we were almost like new friends again, you know, yeah. like doing something different today. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And this is why Beck loves me so much because I'm constantly keeping her on her toes. You are because... the epitome of a contradiction. If you looked it up in the dictionary, your smiling <laughs> face your would face. be there. Oh, I have multiple personalities to make sure that she's not <laughs> bored at any one stage. And I like never to shock bored. her at all yeah. times, which is the really? best. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like she's meeting a new friend. I'll be normal, and you'll be like, "Oh my goodness, she really is a contradiction." She's normal <laughs> mm-hmm. today. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The same. You just you just do not know what you're going to get from day to day, and that's the best type of life to live. Like I have so many best friends in Amanda. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's the she's the friend of me, right? And sometimes yeah. you're like, oh, oh, uh, that girl, I hate. Oh, hundred percent. She's the BFF, always there for you. So all of them. Yeah, she knows when I can't deal with her because I just send her a ghost emoji. She ghosts and I'm like, me I'm often. I'm ghosting you now. <laughs> yeah, she ghosts me often. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever then. <laughs> oh, that's why you want to be a ghost. Yeah, okay. ghost. She already has started at this point to to live that life. So you know, <laughs> the contradiction thing though, it's more about that feminist, morally grey. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I. I feel like I'm a feminist in a lot of ways you know I mean I run my own business and I have always run my own race and I'm definitely doing it now um and then but I also you know want to be held down by a man and told I'm a good girl so like exactly um 100% and that's so to be fair like I will read this sentence out because I think it's very important 
Um, yeah, so it says I write about men who kill, who control, who take their women like it's their last breath, pinning them down and whispering, good girl and mine and you belong to me and all the red flag utterances that would have most independent women rolling their eyes so hard they see their brains. All one sentence just so that you, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you don't because it's, it you're saying that because you got to feel the intensity of that. You thing. need to feel the intensity exactly right because, you know, we don't want to separate those things out. They're all together. Like, right. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I think that it's a it's a good balance though, because like you know, in our professional in our professional careers, like we're you know we're bosses and we're you know, and it gets exhausting sometimes. I, I prefer the I prefer the term boss ass bitch. Boss ass bitch. But then yeah. you know, like when when I get home, I don't, I don't want. I'm happy not to have that control. I like the choice taken off me at that point. <laughs> Yep. Don't yeah. make me decide. But he has to be six foot four and gorgeous, yeah. you know, like yeah. unfortunately, like if he's really going to boss me around, that's the criteria, six foot he four. He has to be clay, in other words. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. And, and unfortunately for my husband, like he's not really sure where to take that. Like at the end of the day, like he's like, what what personality am I going to get? And am I going to get the one that wants to be called good girl or am I going to get the one that wants to slap me across the face? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, which one's going to be in the bedroom? But last night you told me to tell you that I owned you and that you belonged to me. It's like, you don't yeah. own me. Stop it. Yeah. I'm uh, in control now, bitch. That's what I mean. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You don't own me. When the clothes are off, then you can. Yeah. I'm clearly the boss right now. <laughs> exactly. I know. So I can, I do feel for him in that regard. It must be hard. Must be hard yeah. to know which one to take. <laughs> I think it's hard for all men who date women like us, to be honest, like, because they're just like, we don't know. They think they're getting these nice girls and they just pull No. And, you know, that's probably why, like, you know, Chris and I, I don't know, how long have we been married? What was our anniversary, Amanda? Was it 16 years? I think it was last week. It was a long time. And big, like, again. Yeah, it was 16 years. You know, yeah. he, he doesn't know who he's going to get every day. So it's like he's getting... A new relationship. All every his day. fantasies in one. All of his fantasies. Lucky <laughs> man. I know, right? So like exactly. <laughs> And also, like, I do feel sorry for our husbands because we um are a part of what we like to call a quadruple. A quadruple group. We formally named it. We formally yeah. named it a quadruple. Um, and so our conversations are borderline inappropriate at all times. Yeah. Um, and most of the time over the inappropriate line but a lot of the time we like to just have inappropriate conversations just to try and make our husband squirm so like we would just blatantly have these conversations just so they can be like oh my god what the hell um because it's just so fun it's so fun to get those reactions you think after 20 years they'd be not like you you would think it you would think that's such a long time to have been married that's amazing yes yes married young she's been married for 16 years but she's been to how long have we been together for? Were you traveling with three hearts? 21, wow. 21 years. <laughs> now, we never went to school together, but I was in high school and he, um, he wasn't so he was 19, he was the older outside of high school man. Of course, no, he's three years older than me. Oh, was he yeah. 20? Oh, he was that's, 21. That's an age gap right there. <laughs> we've got a me and my have you ever nine year yeah yeah we met later in life so it's not the same uh mm, yeah already 30 ah so you kind of like don't have your that that bit of taboo there because it's like oh well it's okay now you're at that age yeah where it's 
you're just old. You're all old. <laughs> you, know, you click 30, it's like we're old. It doesn't matter if you're 60 or 30, you're just now you're no longer young. So I'm sorry to do this to everybody, but I did read something the other day which utterly traumatized me and I felt that I should share the traumatization with everybody else. But yeah. somebody wrote um like on I think it was TikTok and they were like, hey, you should date somebody that was born in the 1990s because like they're old so they're tired and then someone said well, what about the people that were born in the 80s and they wrote back and said you mean the ancestors <laughs> savage do they not realize that yeah no 30s not even Thank you, pardon. I don't even I don't even feel old okay at all like so I don't know. Anyway. I don't feel old either, but my dad's 70 and he doesn't feel old. So Yeah. Well, good. And I don't feel like I ever want be. to feel old, right? Mm. Like, yeah. My dad said to me once, he was like, I don't think that people realize, but I'm still 19. Like in my head, yeah. I'm still 19. Like I look in the mirror and there's this old man. My dad's staring at me. He's yeah. like, in my head, I'm still just the the, the yeah. fresh adult. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Yeah, I think that's out. how you remain like, young, right? Like absolutely. Yeah. Because, and I'm like, I will never be mature. Yeah. Like, I don't know about these people that are like, I'm an adult now, I'm mature. I'm like, but why? Why? It sounds so, so boring. Yeah. So boring. When I'm a successful adult, I'm like really proud of myself. I'm like, I am right now successfully adulting. Like I've had like breakfast, you know, like. Yes. That's amazing. Coffee and breakfast. And the breakfast was healthy. Oh my God. Like. Who are you even? I know sometimes I do like look around my kitchen when I'm like washing the dishes and be like I'm such an adult yeah, right. <laughs> like I haven't done it for every day for the last like 18 years whatever I'm keeping my kids alive well done me <laughs> holy yeah. shit I totally am <laughs> yeah, success for mummy mumming for sure. yeah 100% if I bring snacks when I go out I'm like walking around with my chin up here I eh? like absolutely snacks. like shoulders shoulders back chest puffed out like mm, yeah, yeah. You know it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You give the subtle nod to the other parents that yeah, you have a snack in your bag. I don't know. Yeah. I do. It's even better when they don't because then you can be like, oh, I've got some fruit. Would you like yeah. I actually bought two servings. Did you want I pureed this child? fruit myself before yeah, I got I here. I grew it in my garden and mm. then I <laughs> harvested it. And organic, vegan, fresh, yeah. composted. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah I love that. I love that. Right. Let's get into the books because, you know, we want to hear about them. So we're going to talk about the Kids of the District series. It is Australian Mafia, which firstly, freaking love that because you don't find a lot of Australian books out there. So, you know, we're here for it. And Dark romance. Who who put us onto this? Was this Claire? Yes. Our right, we'll give a friend. shout out to Claire. So Claire was the one that was like obsessed. Pounding us. Yes. So you must read it. You must do a special edition of it. And um, it's like, Nikki is Australian. You're Australian. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> she was like really. Book Fairy 21, if you're not following us, she gives yeah. absolutely brilliant. I think she may have tagged you as well. Book recommendations. Do things like. <laughs> yes. She's brilliant, Claire. I love it. Absolutely. So Claire, this one's for you. This one's for you, Claire. And also. And a whole book box just for you. A whole, a whole book, book box. For box. You, Claire. Yes. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, I mean, she's the ultimate, like, hype girl, really, isn't she? Yes. Yes, she is. Okay, so we've got a couple of books in this series, and 
Some of them are divided up into duets, but we start with the prequel, so that's facing us, and that is Connor and Blesk. And then we move on to our thing and Costa Nostra, which is Max and Cassidy, and Cassidy is Connor's adopted sister, brother, yeah. et cetera. And then we have her way, which is which is Bronson and Shoshana, and then the ones that we're going to talk about today, which is his pretty little bird and his pretty little queen duet, which is Clay and Fawn. Yeah. Now. We do have more coming people though, so don't be, don't fret. You haven't, you haven't missed out. There's still more to come. Um, but let's just say, um, I do have an unhealthy obsession with the Butcher Brothers, like to like a lot, a lot of an obsession. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain Not the it. Only one. <laughs> oh my god, I just can't. There's um, in my group and in my street team it can get brutal there's nice I can imagine you know, I can like, imagine yeah. um but that's okay we can settle that all just by knowing that they're all mine so you <laughs> just don't have to stress anymore um fighting words, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so we will talk about clay but before we get there I must say when I started reading it I said to Beck you know um well clay doesn't obviously have a book because in the start, you know, he's getting married. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was very pleasantly surprised to see that he did because obviously after reading book one and then getting into our thing, I was like, but I need more Butcher Brothers. So thankfully he did get two books because otherwise where would I be now, you know? Yeah. I, I I really wanted more of Bronson though. I wanted him yeah. so bad. I love Bronson so much. Like... I get a lot of people saying, why did Bronson only get one book? I know. I mean, to be fair, he did get a big book. Like his book yes. is pretty thick. You know, yeah. it's 100,000 words. But um, I think it's because his was second chance. Yeah. You already had, uh, it's really important to me. I'm. You probably know from reading, I'm not, uh, I don't do Insta love. Yeah. Um, I really build those relationships. Like they have to, there has to be a reason that they're falling in love and that she's the right one for him. There's yes. none of this because she's hot all of a sudden now I'm like madly in love with her. That's just not what I write. Yes. So um, I suppose with Bronson and Shosha's, because they were already in love and it was a second chance, I didn't have to build that as yeah. heavily. And so it it flowed on and, and one was enough for him. Yeah. But he's in all the others. He is in all the others, thankfully, because I just love Bronson. Um, I love all the Butcher Brothers, but like Bronson, I just... Could do bad, bad things to that boy. I could do that. Like, really bad. Um, I'm just saying, like, honestly, though. Because so all of them, all of the Butcher Brothers are damaged. You know, let's just say they're damaged, right? They've They've got trauma. They've been brought up in a really dark world where basically they were forced to raise themselves. And the only thing that they had really was each other. Yeah. Um and and that's what they find in each of their respective partners that they ended up end up with is you know someone else that in some way or another has some past trauma or you know hurt or whatever but has overcome that to um you know get to that point in their life or they don't have a past trauma but they end up going through one and they overcome that and come out the other side yeah so with his pretty little burden we start yeah. with Clay, who mm-hmm. is the big brother. But, you know, he's not really been around. So you don't 
really find out a lot about Clay in the books prior to because he's kind of there on the periphery of all the relationships, um, but he's not been there the whole time. He was shipped off to boarding school and, you know, he's come back and kind of really ingrained himself in the mafia way of life, um, thinking that that's the best that he can do for his brothers. Um, And then we have Fawn. She's just so, you just feel like she's gone through so much, but she just seems so innocent and sweet and, like, naive to the whole world, despite the fact that she has gone through so much before she's come into contact with Clay. Um, And I don't know, I did do a TikTok about it, but, you know, does he really love you if he's not a mafia don and he doesn't force you to kneel between his legs the first time you meet him? I don't know. (laughs) One particular moment. (laughs) Oh, God. Where he... He um uh, like this is jumping ahead, but where he um she's thinking too much and she's talking too much, so he's like, well, <laughs> I know you're gonna say, it. put my cock in your mouth to like just suck on it to calm yourself down, just like, like a pacifier, like a pacifier, <laughs> and then and then she falls asleep while she's doing it. I'm like, firstly, well, you know, obviously that's must be dipped in a little bit of anesthetic or something like that, but secondly, <laughs> <laughs> like. He's just, like, satisfied for her to sit there and do that. He's not like, mm, I need to get off. He's just like, yeah, you're right, darling. Just sit it's there. for you. Good for you. Suck on that too. Go to sleep, sweetheart. You'll be right. It's about her. And it's the it's the cooing and the, the, the words of praise while she's doing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know you're very brave and you're resilient and you're you're such yeah. a good girl and you've got this. I want that. I know. I know. <laughs> and she just falls asleep. Yeah, I was, I was like literally reading this on a cruise, and around me I had my auntie, my grandmother, my mom. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> they were playing cards, and I'm just sitting there like, you have no idea. <laughs> you just don't. You just don't know what I'm a part of right little now. Kink. You know, yes, like absolutely. Pretty common in in those kinds of dynamics, and obviously they don't really have a daddy little dynamic, but they do have a sub and dom dynamic, and there's yes. that age gap, so it tethers on it. You know, absolutely. And she obviously has some very big daddy, daddy. issues as yeah. well. So, um, she's yeah. got massive daddy issues. So yeah. that does play into into that role, and yeah. I mean, yeah. And she does say a lot, you know, that like she understands, she can see what it looks like from the outside. Yes. She says that in her internal monologue a lot, that she she knows this isn't normal or isn't usual or typical um, and that other people don't maybe have this kind of dynamic. She said, but for someone like her who it's has what she needs to feel comforted. Who no one even knew if she was wearing a seatbelt or where she was or what she was or if she'd eaten. So to have someone who always makes sure she's wearing a seatbelt, always make sure that she's eating, all of that stuff for her is like, what could be better than this? That's care. That's love. That I've had, you know? So, yeah. I do also appreciate that she's like, your house doesn't look like it's lived in. And then she's like, I'm going to make it look like it's lived in, but she doesn't know how. So she just piles up all these cushions in her own row. I know. And then she just opens up a few books and puts them on the ground. She's like, there, it's lived in now. (laughs) I know. 
because she's 18, you know. I know. Like, she's like, hmm. what it's like to make a house. Yeah. She's like, and she's never even had a home because she's been yeah. an orphan. So yeah. for her, like, it just, like, just, I'll mess it up a bit. You yeah, because it just looks too pristine. Like, we can't have this. We can't yeah. have this. And she knew it was insanity. Like, she even <laughs> said, I know this is nuts. I know I've just, I've just stacked pillows and it's nuts. Like, but I'm doing it anyway. And he's like nobody touched the pillow sack okay I feel like this is you know we don't want to break this fragile piece in her mind right now okay she's made it a home people just leave it as it is oh it's so funny to talk about out loud like that and even then even after that she when she's in his bedroom and she's like hmm, I'm gonna have to come back here and stack some pillows here too like you know cause <laughs> this is, that's that is the way to do it yeah <laughs> remember to stack the pillows in the corner because I'm not happy with how fabricated this room no yeah. this is f- way too fake um yeah. and then she's like I-, I love how she's got like you know people following her to keep an eye on her initially for a part of their plan and then she starts referring to them in her head as henchman jeeves and then she and then she's like starts saying it out loud and she's like yes well hj it's like what the fuck that's not my name (laughs) i love henchman jeeves i don't know you notice but the cassidy has carter yes so fawn has hj so all the girls they don't just get the hero I always give yeah. them someone else as well I do love that I like, do love that yeah um yeah I and the like, little like relationship that they have with that character for my newest book and I got halfway through and I was like I'm missing something you know and I remember Colleen Hoover saying once she, she wrote Ugly Love she actually wrote Ugly Love without writing cap in yeah. who is the guy who takes the elevator up and down for those who have seen it. Anyway, she was like, Tate needs a friend, so she added Cap in. And how would how could you read that book without it? Anyway, so I got halfway through this book, uh, Their Broken Legend, and I was like, she doesn't have that person. So I had I had to write him in. And so I brought one in for her as well, that kind of, that kind of other male figure in her life. So, yeah. I love that. Is Xander just getting the one book as well? Yeah, yeah. I'm really interested to read about Xander because you don't, he's much like Clay in that you don't get a lot. You don't, he's there all the time, but you really don't know a lot about him. He's such Um, a sad little boy. I know. And he really just wants that recognition. And even Fawn, um, like she, like she she says that to him, she's like, he need, he's like begging for your approval, um, you know, and you're just not giving it to him. And there's little snippets as well throughout where Xander's like, you know, alludes to the fact that things happened to him when he was a kid and clay just kind of dismisses it. he's like oh no it hasn't like max and max and bronzer would never let that occur to you oh yeah uh, when he was like getting beat on like he made yeah. a reference yeah yeah i yeah. know i know i know i'm gonna love him so much i already oh, same. He, same. Is a, he is a sweetheart but he is he's a he's definitely a contradiction contradiction like he's, yes he's still got a lot of that butcher darkness in him 100 percent but there's an, but it's more torment. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you can tell that with him. Yeah, it's whereas Clay's is quite not that his isn't tormented, but his is like outright evil at times, villainous. Mm. You know, whereas yeah. Xander's, no matter what he does, it's always just from this real broken, tormented kind of side of him. So he's still got a very soft side, whereas the other three yeah. don't like their dark side is more prominent. They yeah. all have a soft side when it comes to their person. 
but yeah. like their dark side is the most prominent part. Marshmallow, like yes, like he really is. He's just all grumpy and stoic on the outside and on the inside he's just so gooey but the only I know. way to see that is Cassidy so yeah I know exactly which I which I love as well I love that type of trope where they're just like complete assholes except for today one person which they just would do absolutely anything for yeah um but also like Bronson's like absolute fucking insanity like he's just crazy as hell but yeah. he is so loving like yeah. so loving. And he's openly, outwardly, openly loving. Others. I know the people he doesn't know. Every girl is yes, sweetheart. Like he's just. I know he's so loving and in that side. He's plotting everyone's death. He, he is complete but psychopath. Even, even in this one, he's hearing though, that that little manic laugh in his head, like <laughs> like he's only met Fawn like that one time. But when it comes down to, um, where you know they have to interrogate a couple of people and straight away he's like what did they do to that sweet girl and I'm like oh yeah. I know I know yeah. and also that's a real telling moment as well because Bronson is so freaking crazy and Clay comes he out doesn't after question, finding like, some things shoot their kneecaps out okay yeah. <laughs> but like Clay comes out after finding out some things and he's like even Brunson looks scared of what I'm about to do right now. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you know what type of look must be on your face then. It must be freaking crazy if Brunson looks scared of what you're about to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it was hard with Clay. He was actually really hard to write because he was so stoic and so smooth the whole time, whereas Max was grumpy, so that was quite fun. Clay was always just that level, you know. That he's perfect a perfect level. soldier. Yeah. Like completely in control, the perfect boss. Yes. You know? So when yeah. I made the snap, they were big moments, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then he'd be like, seriously, why am I acting like this? Because I never act like this, but I literally just cannot control myself when it comes yeah. to her, which, yeah. you know, is fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, going down that path, do you have out of the books or even out of like the particular scenes that you wrote, one that was that stands out as being the most difficult to write the most difficult to write I always find the moments where they're all together the hardest to write because I, I spend way too much time I'm, I'm surprised that people don't write this more in reviews way too much time describing eye color um <laughs> and I know that but, um, so, yes you do actually <laughs> right that's like my thing okay that's my brand now is like okay let's hear about his eye color again do you think this um, comes down to the owl eyes it's still <laughs> traumatized from the owl eyes and now we've figured it out what it's all about the owl eyes yeah. um yeah those deep vortexes of, of mm. dark and death yeah um uh I don't know I just it's always been something I suppose maybe I love eyes who knows anyway I do spend too much time describing eyes uh, but when I've got them all in one room, trying to place them all, because I think I'm quite descriptive um, for my genre, which can typically be a bit more fast paced. I, I'm, I'm probably on the more descriptive side of other writers who write in this genre. Um, so when I've got them all together, I find that hard, you know, because mm. now I'm trying to talk about eight different sets of eyes. I mean, come on. like. <laughs> <laughs> Is there literally I'm, nothing else? It's just working out where all the eyes are the in the eyes room. Are what they focused on, you know, <laughs> and you, yeah. So it's like position, and then I've you know positioning them all, and I find that the hardest. Um, and making sure that I've got all of those characters exactly where they need to be and what they're saying and those conversations, and sometimes they surprise you. 
you know, like he's writing and all of a sudden someone's saying something that you were like, oh, okay, fair enough. (laughs) Didn't know it did. That came out of left field. (laughs) I think that those group scenes, I think that might be the same for any author, really. Those group scenes are hard because you've got lots of people in a room and you've got to paint that picture for your reader. And that's, yeah. Oh, I can imagine. It's hard sometimes even when you're reading it because you're trying to work out in your head what who was that that was over there oh that's right like so yeah. it would be difficult to place it as a as an author I'm sure yeah and to make sure that yeah as as much as you can that that doesn't happen that the reader has a very clear picture you know yes. what's going on so but I mean they're, they're I've had they're all really good scenes I like I really enjoy I enjoy the action um which is strange because most people in my genre again really like the smarts like I hear it's sort of like if you don't know just write a sex scene whereas I write a murder scene or a torture fantastic scene. I like that <laughs> so I do like I love the um the well I suppose the climatic point in his pretty little queen you know when it all goes down in the forest yes and I tried to make that really cinematic you know yes with the charcoal forest with the fire with the like I wanted that to be like if it was a movie it would yeah. be just intense scene to look at that like passion flicks like jump on it right now because you can just see it happening right bikers and then bronson coming through with his song oh my god bronson and straight away yeah Yeah, and bronson's just singing all the evils going on like oh my god yes 100 and they'll be covered in like blood and ash but like coming out probably like a shirt would be ripped open there'd be some abs there knives into abs down them like it was blood yeah. dripping down them that medic like <laughs> eyes yeah the eyes, eyes like zoom yeah. in on the eyes oh Perfect. yeah just eyes yeah could you imagine if they did do something like this passion flex it was just like nikki's eyes zooming in on eyes what <laughs> <laughs> color oh oh they're blue but they're 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 you know they've got a gray stormy depth to them okay <laughs> yeah so sorry um look we're signing this contract the uh one clause that i have to stick to is regardless of the actor they must wear the contacts okay yeah. Yeah. eyes must be right there'll be so right. much funding just for contacts lenses and, also contacts. and they need to change because you know bronson's eyes change color sometimes they they're change. that's right green yeah because he's angry sometimes they're blue I mean this is important stuff it really is and so you could probably get like some funding from like one of the contact companies as well for the episode you know because you could be yeah absolutely yeah look what what our contacts can do that's good that's a guess you know we're thinking now we're we're thinking like boss bitches (laughs) right now we are um Tosca mask I mean I've told her a number of times to slide into our DMs she hasn't done it yet but I'll keep telling her slide in there like I've got so many thoughts for you Tosca like jump on in and I'll get you (laughs) oh god yes do you have a favorite butcher brother I would never tell I'll go to the grave with that one. Oh god. <laughs> I love all of my children equally. I was, yeah. at, I was at the signing uh this weekend in Perth and I've got like this. I was gonna say life-size Bronson, but it's more than life-size. Like if it was really it'd be like 10 feet, right? Which is great because I have like a size kink, so that's good. Anyway, so I've got him right next to me and he's got his face turned and he's looking like affectionately towards me and I'm like it's because he loves his mommy <laughs> so awesome. and that went down well with some people at the signing other people were like that's really weird like what do you mean that you're his mommy like he's like, ages you I'm like I'm just because I made him like <laughs> I made him do I have to explain this but I did actually have to explain it so yeah yeah I'd be there for it um yeah. what I would think would be a great idea and um like it's all coming together in my mind right now and I think it's going to be wonderful but 
when we do some new covers, I feel we should get like actual models on there and then you could have real life model people at the signings. Yeah, no, no. Real life model people, we can make them wear contacts. That's fine. We'll put that into the agreement. Um, But they're attending and it's like, this is Bronson, you know, this is Clay, this is Max, Ben. You can bring the whole Butcher Brothers to the signing. To life. Yep. Real life Butcher Brothers. Yep, that'd be amazing. All five of them. And if you need help finding them. The whole family is important. And Butch, yeah. Yes. I know. Well, look, I think we could just probably commission Michelle Lancaster. I I think we could commission myself. No, 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 we'll be a part of it, but she's got. find them. She's got the, um, you know, obviously. She's got the array of models. She's got the array of models. So it'll be like, Michelle, look, this is what we're after. Doesn't matter about the eye colour for now, we can get the contacts. Um, but <laughs> we've got a sponsorship coming. We need also, we've got yeah. also coming. Michelle, uh, don't give me like photos. I'll need to see them in real yeah. life. Because and we t- need to do a touch t- test uh, a yeah, touch on test. the um <laughs> because and yeah. count the abs because I believe Clay has eight. Yeah, so we'll need to work it out, make sure that that's the case, that it can mm. properly fit the brief. And like we've said, yeah. we're more than happy to do these like, services. Sorry, that's seven and a half. We need eight. We'll so. take go and do some more sit-ups. Schedule to touch their abs. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? And we'll do it for free too, Nikki. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As long as we get, <laughs> you know, invited to each each event, <laughs> so that to, we can to style them style them exactly. we need to make sure they got the right contact and obviously because we'll be the contact with the contact lens company so we'll be like guys yeah. get in here where's the colors you know that yeah. sort of thing to arrange yeah. it yeah, yeah 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 i can see it yeah it's a brilliant plan oh thank you honey it's all coming together in my mind at once and i was like this is great this is gonna work well mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so we've obviously got xander's book coming out next and you've also got a book um for the airs so his perfect little airs which that i'm really like excited the to read. Most anticipated thing ever oh, i realized it would be that big 100 like every day i have multiple dms like when where is it what's going on and it's yeah. like yeah absolutely so- and also because um you do like to trick people i feel it's a bit sneaky um basically <laughs> you finish the book off and then you think it's finished and then it's like a couple of pages later there's an epilogue i'm like oh I didn't think there was going to be one, but there was, thank God, because I needed to know more. But also she tricked me. She wanted me to think that I was left high and dry, but no. no. So I think this will be perfect. So yeah. other than those two, mm. are you working on anything else? Not that that's not enough to be working on, but are you working um, on anything else at the moment? Yeah, I've got a trilogy that will be out. Well, I'll that I'll start probably pumping out the end, like the end of this year. So, but I've got like, yeah, this is my first year where I've got quite a lot of signings and an international signing as well. So I'll be over in the US in November, September, November. Yep. Oh, October, November. Yeah. Um, And then I've got like a a panel or something in September. So I've got like, this is my first year where it's like really busy and I'm like, it's so overwhelming, but I've got to get the writing in there too, right? Because that's my product. So I can't just stand around just like chatting to people and be like, yeah. Hey, like, everybody, these are my models. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Bronson, this is, yeah, and this is Max. And if you look closely, you'll see the stormy eyes. So, yeah, yeah that's right. The stormy eyes in Max, yep. Um. Yes, okay. Um. What's the trilogy yeah. going to be? about like i haven't told anyone but it's it's exclusive back it'll be dark um 
because all of my stuff is and it will still be on brand for me so there won't be any cheating or um any bullying between the hero and the heroine because that's just not what I write um Mm -hmm. so it'll still be on brand with what people expect from my books quite high in emotion and stuff like that um with definitely the action and suspense but it's it's okay I'll let you know it's um it's a dystopian actually I love that it's gonna have a, a similar uh, setting as in it's still going to have a mafia-esque it's not mafia because it's not Sicilian mafia and it's in the future but it will be gang like gang yes uh but set in a dystopian kind of setting so <sighs> yeah you know that's going to be good because in the dystopian type settings just anything goes at that point so you know shit's going to go down yeah in the best way oh my god can't wait and it's going to be pretty uh, taboo, some of it as well. And I think that I'm going to upset some people, but it's cool. And because it's dystopian, I'm hoping that some people can overlook some of the themes and some of the stuff they might not usually like and just yeah. be like, okay, well, you know, this is this is not our world, you know. Well, that's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we will love the taboo aspect like regardless because I mean we're here for that so you know girls yeah (laughs) Uh, I know it's it's the most book that you've ever read oh um if you say he's pretty little bird (laughs) because of the cop pacifier scene (laughs) no I just thought that was fantastic (laughs) to be Um, honest Nyla Nyla Kay writes a lot of taboo books I like I love her books I think Um, like you haven't read it but the um I would say that the one yeah I don't know I guess it's all depends like what a level of taboo I guess or what it is like you know like people are like oh stepbrothers I don't find that taboo no. I just, <laughs> it's just hot I just don't find that taboo but they're I think related they're not no, related. They're not related. Even I don't even find age gap taboo. Age gaps are. I was just no, about to say that age really. gaps. I do but not find taboo. People really get up on me sometimes about that age gap because she's that really, age. yeah, oh, right. Because in America, she's not an adult, so you oh. have to be like, okay, this is set in Australia, and she's been legal since sixteen. You know, yeah, we can consent at sixteen. So yeah, yeah, like fresh like freshly consenting. I think um, it's hilarious. Like people just. Are so oblivious of what sixteen-year-olds actually do. So when I see that they're eighteen, I'm like, eighteen, okay. She's been around the traps. She's fine. (laughs) She went to prom, haven't you? (laughs) (laughs) As an eighteen-year-old, I remember looking at like older guys and be like, oh yeah, he's quite, he's quite good looking. Like, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it. I was like, I don't find age gap taboo. No. Um, the one. The one I read with like Torment by Dylan Page, I would say that like that was that, but that was very different in that um, it made you really think about the main the main character in that where he was one hundred percent manipulating her, but at the end of the duet, you you fucking love him like it's just. But, like, it's so wrong and you know it's wrong and in real life that is fucked up. But, like, yeah, I think, yeah, even Double Edge by Nyla Kay is pretty, like, that's, like, with twins. I like her, I like her penitentiary one. Um, It's a serial killer. 
So it's like a jail, kind of like Alcatraz type situation, but except nobody knows it's there. So basically they pretend these pe- these people are dead, but they ship them off to this jail. And so there's a serial killer on there and he is like a complete psychopath and it's a relationship between him and the psychiatrist that's sent there to to uh, yeah. look after him. But it's real messed up, the shit that they do, like real messed up, but also yeah. hot. I don't know why. Well, even like, like I think, you know, I think it's hilarious when people go on their bandwagon about like when they're reading if something's got incest in it or whatever. If you don't like it, fine, don't read it. Hmm. But it's like. I mean, Flowers in the Attic is a classic, right? And no one, like that, we grew up with that, <laughs> you know? So I think, yeah, yeah I don't know. The sensitivity has gone up. Like yeah. we weren't that sensitive when we were, we just weren't. I mean, yeah. I always say when people come after me, and they do, um, I always say sort of like, well, what about like George R. R. Martin? Are you writing into him? Because, you know, Khaleesi was 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, so why is, you know, yep. where, where where are we drawing the line? Like this but is there's also a difference between movies and books. A lot yeah. of these things will happen in movies and TV shows. Somehow it seems to be okay there, but when you write it down in a book, all yeah. of a sudden it's not acceptable, which is really yeah. bizarre. It's because it's literature. literature <laughs> yeah. that. We're not yeah. better than that, all right? We want smart, okay? Yeah. And we want Daddy King, all right? Just move on, right? We really we do want, want Daddy King. We want somebody that falls asleep sucking on a dick like a pacifier, yeah. okay? And oh, that's just the way it goes. And we looking at you and telling you you're a good girl and you're brave and resilient. I know. And you will get through anything life throws at you. Yeah. Keep yeah. sucking. Good girl. Keep sucking. Good girl. All right. No, no. <laughs> I just love it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was I'm like, why is this hot lace? <laughs> I know. It's it's hard to see, but it really is. It's the way it's written. It's the literature in it, I think, is yeah. what we're saying. So you know, yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, poetry. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, leading on from that, obviously you said you've got a couple of events this year. You're going to rare in Melbourne, which is obviously a huge event. Yeah. Um, which event are you going to in the US? So there is, there's a couple, but the the reason, main reason I'm going over there is the 20 books convention. So there's okay. a convention over there and then they've got rave, which is romance authors, Vegas event. I think it stands for. Yeah. Oh, okay. I knew, pretty we knew about love in Vegas, but I didn't know about that one. Yeah. So that's, that'll be around the same time as the 20 books convention. So yeah. And I mean, that convention is going to have just, it's just going to be like, jerk off material for romance readers like it's just going to be full of romance authors just like there's like a whole heap of people just creaming themselves walking around there's no wet panties everywhere absolutely (laughs) it's just an entire hotel full of romance authors and you're just like they created my loves (laughs) like these are the mothers of my book boyfriends (laughs) (laughs) it's his mummy right there yeah Yeah, 100% um Beck so I'm just about to renew my passport, actually. So, I mean. I'm cool to go get some wet panties in Vegas if you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Where we we really want to do that. When yeah. is that one? Where's the 20 books one? Oh, 10th of November is the signing. I hope I got that right. Sorry, Craig, if you see this and I got that wrong. 10th of November. Um, is it on. in Vegas, the 20 books one, or is it? Yes. 
It's in Vegas as well. Yeah, that, that, that's a convention for authors, but around that convention, they've then got the signing, if you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. Together. yeah. Yeah. So that, so for the convention for authors, we'll just be like fangirling in the in the hallways, just like stalking the authors and then yeah, we'll go to the event separately. The lobbies yeah. that we're all hanging out at. Just yeah, yeah. Yeah, just oh randomly like God, showing Nikki. up to the drinks. Fancy seeing you here. Hi. All of my readers are always like, so what hotel are you staying at? And when do you go to the gym? Oh, you like going to the gym at that time? And your coffee, how do you usually have that? Just <laughs> <laughs> We're not coffee people, so we'll be like, what type of cocktail do you drink? You're not coffee people. No. I'm like 80% coffee. Like that is what I'm made oh, of. I know. We don't. We don't. We don't do coffee either of us. No. Really? Is it? Is there a reason? Does it make you like shake? No. I just, no, I just never liked it. This, never liked like, it. Just don't like it. It's weird, right? But I've tried. I've tried to force myself to, to be a part of this life and I just can't. I just this can't. Is how you know we're not adults yet, Nikki. <laughs> I can't. So you went straight from sipping juice to just sipping juice with vodka in it. Vodka, hundred yeah, percent. I mean, no, we say we we like we'll yeah. do soft drinks or like energy drinks. That's where we go to. We go to the energy drinks. Um, and wine because that's adulting. Oh yeah. Oh, we drink wine. So we we actually are adults to be honest because that, that is, is quite um, you know, adulty. It is yeah. adulty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Legally, adulty, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And I'm a non-drinker, so really we wouldn't oh. together. I'd be having my coffee and you'd be having your your wine. We'd be having a wine. You can have your and coffee. I'd be like, let's go do something. Let's go do something. Coffee. And you guys would be like, oh, I'm all good. And you're sitting back drinking your wine. And <laughs> <laughs> That's why maybe we'll have to swap to vodka Red Bulls then at the time that you're doing the coffee so we can both have the same level of energy. Yeah, okay. Mm. We can do yeah. that. It's, yep. a, it's fine. I mean, we can make a compromise. It's not a problem. Yeah. Work it out yeah, somehow. That's very sweet. <laughs> All right. If you could have a threesome with two of the Butcher Brothers, which two would you pick? That's like picking my favourite again. Not really. But I've given you two now. And also, this is just for sex. Okay, this is just for sex. and There's no no emotion involved. It's just for some DP. (laughs) I couldn't pick. I couldn't pick. Um, I I feel like if it's just Bronson and Xander... I feel I'm like definitely that would be- I mean, Bronson is a part of my threesome every time. Like the other ones might rotate, but Bronson is there every time. The reason why is because I just, I can't, I can't see Clay. Like, I don't know. I can't see him like that. He's just, it's, it's all about fawn and it's him and fawn, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. and Max is so grumpy. Our energy would just <laughs> clash. Um, I don't know. And he, yeah, I don't know, but I feel like, you know, before pre Shoshana and pre my new heroine, those two would have good fun together. I don't oh, think those two would share either. I yeah, don't think Clay and Max would ever share. But those yeah. two might. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. I could see yeah. that going down very it's a well. Bit wild as well. They're pretty wild, those two. Ah, uh, yeah. Zen is yeah. <laughs> definitely like the filthiest, like dirty, dirty boy. Ah, uh, yeah. And Bronson's just, you know, Bronson. So, like, 
I mean, can you just gonna happen? stop with the teasing? Like, we don't have Xander yet, so, <laughs> I mean, it's just, like, edging in the hardest way possible as well. I was like, yeah, it's so, so dirty. <laughs> you can wait till another month. You won't be getting him. I'm yeah. keeping his filthy little brain inside me. Yeah. <laughs> For another uh, Yep. <laughs> and I'll release him to the world. Oh, yep. I'm here for for that. And also, well, I'll casting. be I'll be well and truly caught up by then. So, mm-hmm. yeah, good for me. So I'm to wait now. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> you read Burden? Have you read Queen as well? Or just I'm Burden? halfway through Queen. Halfway through Queen. Yeah. 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 It just doesn't even know what's to come. Oh, so innocent. Okay, so. <laughs> Tell us something no one knows about you. So it can't be the owl thing because we all know that now. Yeah. Um, something no one knows about me. Oh, my gosh. There's a reason people don't know those things. Exactly. <laughs> That's what makes it the juiciest. Oh, wow. I don't know. Um, I don't even have anything interesting that I can think of. I, so I feel that's a, like a complete lie because I feel like there's definitely some very interesting things about Nikki Harris that we don't know. I'm just a phone a friend. <laughs> Tell me something weird that I've done. These people want to know. <laughs> oh, I know. I do have one. I was just imagining calling my best friend then. Um, it's not that no one knows this, but my first time ever clubbing, I yeah. wore pants that were way too tight for me. I was actually underage at the time. So I had got on, on a on a fake ID of a chick who looked like me. Yeah. And my pants were like way, way, way too tight. And this was at Bar <laughs> 20. And I hope no one's watching this who knows me or goes there or knew me then. Um, but I the my pants split right down the butt crack. Yeah, that's always where they split. It's the worst possible Not place. Under, down at the back wide. So that you just saw. But what colour undies were you wearing underneath? Yeah, or- I was wearing a G-string. So. <laughs> I was yeah. like, please be wearing a G-string. Yeah. <laughs> it was just butt cheeks. Um, so it looked like you were wearing arseless chaps then. Yes. <laughs> I thought I would never tell anyone that. Okay, so, and my bet, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. This is my first time clubbing. I'm, like, 17. And my best friend, luckily, she used to go clubbing there more often than me, um, and she's a lot taller, so she used to get in clubbing way before I could. Uh, she went and luckily found someone she knew who gave me their jacket, and I tied it around my waist. And Perfect. I-, I love that story. Um, yeah. I've got a real visual of it too. Yeah. Like, you could have just pretended that you were wearing like a cowboy outfit, really. Just okay. been like, this was how I came. Like, this was the way the pants go. And just yeah. own it. Just own it. <laughs> could have. It didn't look very charming, though, because <laughs> they were really tight, remember? So there was some, like, you know. That wasn't like, you know, a nice bit. Kind like... of action, sort of, you know, like where you want to shove it back in and then zip it up real time. Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm loving this. This is why you're an author because just the visuals that you can give people from your descriptions are fantastic. <laughs> this is why I don't usually do these things because I just <laughs> no embarrassing stuff. I'm sorry, but that's we love that. Like okay. you know, I'm glad. Yeah, absolutely. We don't want the boring. No, you know it's hilarious when we ask this question with authors. It always does seem to be a clothing mishap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. like. In just really like cringeworthy. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh. There you go. Yeah. 
Yeah, I um, can share my own clothing mishap and it only happened like two weeks ago. So yeah, I was wearing a dress and um, then when I picked my daughter up from school, she was like, mommy, you've got a big hole in your dress. And I was like, yes, I do. Because I had a split that went up my leg. And then she was like, no, it's on your butt. I also had a big split down the back, like right over my butt. I had lacy pink undies on, Um, but that's not the issue. The issue is that I don't know when the dress actually split. And that day I had gone to church for my kids' school and then I had done open classrooms at each of their classrooms and then I'd also gone to the shops for about an hour where I walked around. So who knows? Got well and truly shown to the world. And that was in the light of day, Nikki, in the light of day, you know. Yeah, or in a church just standing up, standing up, you know, you had to kneel. Who knows what people were seeing? We just don't. (laughs) We just pretend, we like to pretend that it happened just before we pick the children up. That's where the mind goes. But. Nope. In my <laughs> mind, it happened at the start of the day. <laughs> I'm like, hello, Father Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me. That's you know what happened. About time you come to confession. <laughs> yeah. I think you probably was thinking that. Discuss your underwear. There, is, there are a few things that need to be discussed at this point. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. They're not black. They're a little too lacy. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Also, why are you showing your butt to everybody? Like you maybe need to get new clothing that actually isn't. help, you know, some charity from us. It could have turned into it and you would have been. I could have turned it around. I could have turned it around there, couldn't I? I'm sorry, sir, but Mm -hmm. this is where I'm at. My clothes are falling apart. (laughs) I can't afford new ones. (laughs) Absolutely. So you're you're obviously religious. Do you read like um uh, like priest and stuff like that? I'm books? not overly religious, um, but my children do go to a Catholic school, so we do we. I mean, we go to church and stuff like that. But I'm, I wouldn't call myself overly re- religious. But I haven't read priest yet. Yeah, but I would like to. Yeah, I've I'm read it. Wondering how they go down with people who are very religious. You know, yeah, or they can separate it because some people obviously can. They just separate those two. Yeah, um, you know, but yeah, I, I haven't grew read up priest. in a very religious family. Yeah, and I had no trouble reading priests. Yeah, I don't think I'd have any <laughs> trouble reading it. I have read other ones with priests in it. I think it was by C.M. Stunich, and also ones involving lots of things happening in churches. I know. Um, like hot. Yeah. When you go to church, you're just like, this isn't how I read it. You know what though? That no. shit happens. Let's be honest. When they go away for the church camps, these things happen. I know. Yeah. That's true. I'm sure it must do. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Do you have a favourite dessert? Oh. Yeah, I do. Well, it was trifle when I used to drink because any excuse. Um, I do love trifle. Right. Yeah. And you just like I would put Contro in mm. the actual bottom bit not sherry because it's like 40 percent alcohol and you would get plastered eating that yes uh but now it's probably tiramisu because coffee yeah uh, my husband mm-hmm. loves tiramisu it's his favorite yeah. thing that's yeah, good yeah yeah i'm not there for it because coffee, <laughs> coffee. coffee. Mm. so it's probably too bitter isn't it mm. it's sweet enough yeah we're not there for that mm. no well thank you so much for joining us we no have problem. had a great time lots yeah. of laughs yeah. um 
you know, if we show up at certain events around the world, that was definitely coincidental and nothing to do with our chat that we're having right now. Um, So, yeah, but other than that, (laughs) uh, anybody that hasn't read this series yet, you need to go jump on it because it is 100% binge-worthy. And we'll include all the links in the episode description, uh, but we hope to talk to you again soon. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right, see you guys. Bye. Thank you.